it's Charlie here. Welcome to episode 74 of the Your Time to Grow podcast. We all have bad habits. Sometimes I procrastinate and leave my work until the last minute. Take this podcast, for example. I've had plenty of time to finish it, but it's 2pm on the day it's due and I want to get it done ASAP. But having had over an hour of uninterrupted silence since my last call, which I spent watching the telly, it's almost time to pick up the kids. Drat. So this week I want to give you some tips on breaking bad behaviours or habits that you might have. They could be ones that harm your work or career, like checking your email when you're in meetings, turning up late to client visits, or taking personal phone calls when you're supposed to be focusing on your work. Maybe you let habits like watching too much telly or excessive internet searching stop you. Or maybe you just sabotage your efforts towards working on your goals. I would just say that it, you know self-care is still really important. So taking time out to watch the telly or to you know just sit and procrastinate on life's mysterious ways is absolutely fine. The danger comes when you are doing that at the expense of doing you know, your work or achieving your goals and you find that you are mindlessly, um, you know, procrastinating in some capacity or any other self-sabotaging behaviour. But let's start with defining a habit. So a habit is an acquired behaviour or thought pattern that you have repeated so many times that it has become almost unconscious. Habits can be both helpful and harmful and we engage in them without thinking. When we have good habits, we create positive forward motion we don't even need to think about. The reverse is true for those bad habits we have. And remember that whether or not a habit is a bad habit depends on the context. For example, perfectionism can be a good habit where, um, in jobs where safety is important. But did you ever notice how many of our bad habits are enjoyable activities which we want to repeat? For example, surfing the net instead of working. They're harder to break because when we do pleasurable things, our brains release dopamine, a feel-good hormone which encourages us to do those things again, and thus the activity becomes a habit. But breaking bad habits takes time, an average of 66 days to be exact, and you'll need to consistently engage in an alternative behaviour or thought pattern for it to become a new habit. This can seem overwhelming, so I would recommend breaking it into manageable and realistic steps for you. And remember, it's different for everyone and you may need to use a combination of the strategies I'm about to mention. So first up, a conscious plan. You can't just say, I'm going to stop wasting time surfing the internet and expect to succeed. You have to come up with a concrete plan to make this happen. Review your plan regularly, adding prompts and milestones as needed and focus on the most damaging habits first. So, for example, turning up to work late. Tell others your plan so they can hold you accountable and support you when you need it. Next up, do what works for you. Some people find it effective to quit habit all at once, while others have a more success by limiting the behaviour slowly over time. As such, it's important to find an approach that works well for you. And this will probably depend on the type of habit you're trying to break. So thinking about my social media habit... I use it a lot for work, so deleting my accounts and going cold turkey isn't going to work. But limiting myself for five minutes an hour and then gradually cutting down to five minutes in two hours and five minutes in three hours using a timer or a blocking app 
helps keep me on track. I also aim to have a day a week off social media. You can also focus on positive behaviours to replace the bad habit. For example, making a conscious effort to listen to your colleagues instead of interrupting them or maybe offering to facilitate a meeting so you don't check your email throughout. If you want to break a habit that will mean people perhaps notice a big change, for example, taking the opportunity to praise your team rather than criticise them, then you might choose to be really upfront about it so it doesn't seem incongruent, incongruent and, of course, they will hold you accountable. You could put obstacles in place. So Sean Acor, who wrote The Happiness Advantage, suggests putting obstacles in your way to help you break bad habits. So if you spend a lot of time looking at everything but your work, you might take the opportunity to move desks so that people who are passing can see your computer screen. You may choose to avoid specific individuals, groups, places or situations that trigger the bad habit. If this is appropriate, for example, if you find yourself being drawn into conversations you don't want to have, and you know they happen during lunch with a specific group of colleagues, you might choose to avoid the canteen and eat somewhere else or go for a walk instead. You could reward yourself. Do you remember at the start of this podcast I I mentioned that we enjoy our bad habits due to the dopamine hormone our brains release when we do them? Well, when we stop, we lose that feel-good surge, so it can be helpful to reward ourselves instead when we don't engage with the habits and do something more positive instead. That way you break the habit and feel good for doing so. Win-win in my book. A little note on rewards, however. Choose something you truly want and will enjoy and try to give yourself it instantly or at least on the same day that you're breaking the bad habit. And once you're broken, you won't need as many rewards, I promise. Of course, all this requires self-discipline and willpower, which for most of us will come in short bursts and it may be stronger when we first decide to make a change. This means watching yourself for slip-ups and also reminding yourself why you want to break the bad habits in first place. And think about it from a different perspective. For example, starting something new and positive rather than stopping something for fun. And if my experience is anything to go by, you're going to slip up. And sometimes you might even willfully self-sabotage, knowing full well that you're doing it and telling yourself you don't care. I do that all the time, perhaps too many times. However, it is in the noticing that we get our motivation to kind of restart. Once you become more mindful and you see that you are self-sabotaging or engaging in these bad habits, then you can reward yourself for even noticing because so often we don't and we do them subconsciously and consciously so when you notice even if you're in a I don't care mode and I'm not going to change it now I'm halfway through this tub of ice cream and I'm going to keep on going it's worth examining what's going on so for that particular example I found myself doing that the other day I was so cross at myself and I was like I'm gonna eat this ice cream because I really fancy it And that was fine for the first couple of mouthfuls. And then I kept on eating and I knew that I was self-tabotaging and I knew that it didn't matter to me. And I knew that at some point I was going to regret it. But I kept doing it because actually underlying it all, I was punishing myself. So it's worth exploring the feelings underneath the self-sabotaging behaviour or the bad 
habits? Is it a case of I don't feel worthy, I'm not good enough, I need to punish myself for this because I'm a bad person? Those are often related to shame uh, and it's worth listening to Brene Brown and I've written some articles um, referring to her and her work on shame and, and guilt before and, and done some podcasts so you can check those out at yourtimetogrow.com because actually a lot of this is understanding ourselves better it's not just breaking the habit because when we slip back into it it's because it's deeper rooted than that and I would say in that in those moments be kind to yourself because it is self-compassion that breaks this shame spiral and the I'm not worthy and the I'm not good enough feelings that come so often related to these kind of behaviours. So if you notice, you don't have to do anything about it if you don't want to, if you're in a kind of defiant mode, but treat yourself with kindness and remind yourself that tomorrow is another day and that this isn't an opportunity to break yourself further. Then when you feel ready to do so, restart. You will get there. Tiny, tiny steps is what's key. Thanks so much for listening today. Remember to leave any comments or questions and I will pop back and answer them. You can join my LinkedIn group for live videos, webinars and wisdom from the rest of the tribe. And if you need help with breaking your bad habits, self-sabotage or any other challenge, get in touch over at yourtimetogrow.com where you can access my free career management suite including a guide to stopping self-sabotage join me back here next tuesday for the next episode